Hola and welcome to the Believe, Change, Become podcast, where you will be empowered to be the master of your mind by welcoming change, embracing the unknown, and dancing with fear. You will also discover how to persevere with life's challenges when you believe, change, become. Your host, Nancy Salmeron. Hola, mi gente linda. Hello, beautiful people. How are you? Nancy Salmeron here with another Believe, Change, Become podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to talk about my marriage, my 17-year-old marriage. I am celebrating um, 17 years, 17 years. <laughs> I was thinking about that song. 18 years, 18 years. She's got you on for 18 years. Anyway, this is nothing like that. 17 years I've been together with my husband, Carlos, Carlos Almeron, and he's such an amazing human. He is perfect for me. I, I want to talk about marriage today. I want to talk about what I believe makes a successful marriage. And in, in preparing for this, I did research on happy marriages, uh, the best thing to do for your marriage, all these different things. And I said, there's a lot of things to do for your marriage, but I am going to talk to you about what has made our marriage successful in my eyes, what has worked for me. Then again, you, you apply whatever you can or whatever you want from this, and then you decide what is important for you. And if you haven't read that book, The Five Love Languages, that will give you an idea of how you receive an internalized love. So for me, I'm acts of uh, words of affirmation. So for me, it's important that I, I get this appreciation. It's not about stuff. It's about words uh, and acts of kindness. My husband is more of doing. He wants things done for him, you know? So he likes to give me, he likes to do things for me. He does a lot of stuff at the house. He helps me out and uh, which I appreciate. But for me, it's just that connection. And I'll talk a little bit more about it in my seven tips to a successful marriage. I hope that they guide you, they inspire you so that you can too be celebrating, I don't know, 20, 30th year anniversaries. I hope I can, I can do 50 year anniversary. My goodness, a hundred, who knows, right? We never know, but I, I, I'm very lucky. Lucky is the word, not lucky. I am blessed. I am honored to to be with a with a very kind gentle soul my husband carlos is is just a, a very gentle calm soul i was married before for three years I was married right after college and um it was very different then for me the person that i was i i didn't know who i was uh there was a lot of chaos and there was a lot of turbulence and just a lot of drama in my life and I attracted that and um, you know now that I when I look back I realize that we attract who we are um, and after I got divorced 
I decided that I was going to focus on me. I was going to focus on loving myself, the cliche of loving yourself. I was going to focus on on just being single for the rest of my life. I had my my boy and I was happy with my life. I was starting a new a new profession. I was going to be an educator and that was going to be it. My sister and I were going to travel the world and I go out to celebrate my the end of my marriage, my first marriage, the divorce. I go out with my friends to celebrate and I meet Carlos. And all this time I had just I hadn't gone out, but I was working on me. I'm just really truly loving myself. And I was. I was really proud of myself. I was such a go-getter and I was gonna make it happen, just my son and I, and you know, it's all about just the empowerment, you know, that and I and I found Carlos there at the club. And I thought we were just going to dance away the night. And that was going to be it because in my mind, I wasn't going to do this again. I had just only been divorced six months. So, nope. He asked me to marry him uh, three months later. And uh, we we got married. We got Maui in, in Maui. And um, it felt good. It felt right. I, I'm not going to lie. The first couple of years were very, very challenging, despite the fact that there was a different sense of energy just in in who I was and who Carlos uh, was back then. It was different uh, with the way the way we um, we we loved each other and respected each other. We've learned to to do that better throughout the years, 17 years of, of trying to to perfect it. It's never perfect, but we're we're at it all the time. But as I reflect back, I realize that uh even when when Carlos and I first got married, we we there was a lot of challenges and it was still that we needed to work on ourselves, that we really needed to really remember and rediscover who we were. And looking at our backgrounds, childhoods, uh, looking at our parents, because they modeled marriage for us. And he comes from a broken marriage. I don't, but it was very dysfunctional. So I realized that if if we were going to get this right, we needed to really heal all those wounds, childhood wounds, um, parent wounds, family wounds, all this stuff. We needed the first thing was to become aware, become aware of those wounds and then really try to understand. And um, every time I tell Carlos how much I appreciate who he is, he always reminds me that it's because of me. But I don't think it's it's all about me. I think it's he was he wanted to really become aware of what his beliefs were and now he'll talk about I saw marriage differently and um, now I understand that there's other ways and and that's been I think what has really saved our marriage because yeah it's been love and chaos people it's 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 been tough 
but beautiful. But it, it hasn't been tough like my first marriage because I was a little bit more whole, not completely, but when I got into this, I was older, a little bit old, older, a little bit more wiser. I knew a little bit more about myself. Now I know more and more. There's more depth to what I know about myself, but there was a difference. And um, and then I was able to see the kindness and in Carlos, and I was able to see um, this this man that I, I didn't uh, really have ever in my life. So that helped me kind of stick it out and, and realize that, hey, you're going to make, make this work. And, and um, I'm not suggesting by any means that you should ever stay in a abusive relationship. I think I think um, knowing as I as I really progress through my life as a coach and understanding that there are some people who you will not ever change unless they understand that there there is something to be changed within them and and I think um, for the most part hoping that Carlos would change that that didn't didn't help. It was, I had to change. I had to change the way I saw him. I had to change the way I thought with him, which was, I didn't, I stopped fighting and I started really communicating and tried understanding and tried empathy. And I'll go a little bit more in depth with my seven tips, my seven believe change become tips on how to just be successful in your marriage, how to thrive in, in the collaboration, communication, and uh, in that relationship of, of a marriage, right? So let me get right to it. Number one, something Carlos and I always do is we never leave the house without saying goodbye. This is silly, but anytime we leave, we always say goodbye. And he he leaves before I do. He's a early riser. Um, so he comes and he gives me a hug and a kiss while I'm sleeping. And that's that's been his thing. And whenever I leave the house for an evening or whatever, I do the same thing. That's been big for us. And I, I think that um, that's been beautiful for me. Number two, um, start discussions softly. So I used to start my arguments very possessively, matter-of-factively, uh, you're wrong kind of way. That's how I started my conversations with him. My communication and I, I decided that anytime I have a concern which now they're becoming less and less I I, um, I come from a place of this is how I am feeling doesn't mean this is how I am feeling just listen to what I what's in me right now and then 
tell me what you think, where I'm wrong, if I am wrong, you know, and I come from a piece of, a place of trying to understand him and, and getting him to get ready to understand me. So the way I approach our discussions are very softly and peacefully. And I think that that is very important in a marriage. We never really uh, listen to each other when we're screaming at each other, when we're accusing each other, you know, and it's a waste of time. So I've learned to do that better. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting better every time. The next thing, three, is uh, we find a, a, a time to connect throughout the day. This was so important for me at the beginning of our marriage. I needed to have a sense. He works in the Bay Area and I live. we live in the Valley. So having that connection throughout the day and he has 10 hour days, sometimes 15 hour days. So having that time to connect. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Thinking about you. We're going to go have lunch, whatever. And that was important. That is just, that's been very helpful for me. And I had to bring it up to him that this is what I wanted. And he was willing to do it. And now, you know, that's what we do every day. Just connect throughout the day. Um, we're, we're best friends and we talk about it. And sounds like a cliche, cliche, cliche. Best friends, yes, we are. Um, I trust him and I have best friends, but the relationship I have with him is very intimate. And I feel like in a way, um, I can't keep anything away from him. There's nothing to really keep away from him, but the same thing for him. He He's he's very trusting. I, I want to believe, yeah, I, did, I don't know. I, you know. I'm all talking about myself, but... In a way, I think that having this trust where we come together and we share what we're really feeling and we we discuss different things, different topics, different situations, whatever, that's been very important. And I know for him it's been challenging. This is a challenging part because I don't know, some men, not everyone, let's not generalize, but it's harder for men to be vulnerable. And um, so whenever he is, I'm really ready to listen and I understand. And sometimes I've learned to let go of wanting him to be vulnerable all the time because I'm vulnerable. It's, it's, that's not him. And I've learned to just wait for it and be, be open to it. And whenever it comes, it comes and be okay with the wait. And that has helped me. Relax, <laughs> relax. So be empathetic and kind. That's number five. I think um, my biggest reason for what I consider this marriage a success marriage is because we are empathetic and kind to each other. He's a kind, gentle human in general. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm kind. He says I am. <laughs> uh, there is, there's, I'm empathetic. We'll give you that. I'm empathetic. I try to get into the feel of other people's shoes. I try to understand where they're coming from. So there is a sense of empathy and he has the kindness and we play with it. We dance with it. 
we both tried to really uh, understand each other through that. So um, I, I, I can't imagine, not that we haven't been mean to each other ever. Yes, that was that was definitely something that we did a lot of uh, in the beginning and um, just with stress and when we get all emotional and we start really not unconscious Eckhart Tolle would would call it we're not really who we truly are we've been unkind and we haven't been empathetic but as as we get older and we're in this longer we've learned to just really try to understand each other by wondering what it's like and I tell him this all the time ask yourself what is it like for Nancy to feel, to go through this? What do you think? I just, I mean, he's never really going to get it right because we're two different individuals, but just trying to understand that's first step, right? And and so we do a lot of that and, and he does that. Just today I have to share, um, I've been I have these back situations when I'm overworked and it's been overwhelming these uh, last couple of weeks. It's been challenging and a lot of work I have I have to do. And uh, my back, every single, it's the tension, the, the, the stress of it all. And, and it's our anniversary and I know what he loves. He loves like this pork bean stew. It's, it's, uh, Anyways, he loves it. I'm not a pork lover, but he loves it. And he's been asking me to do it all week, but I've been busy. And um, he yesterday I mentioned to him that I was feeling my back just uh, tight. And, and, and he's all, you're stressing out. And, and, I, and I have been. And it's our anniversary. And I thought, man, I should do that for him. And, and he said, no, no, don't worry about it. We can order something. You don't have to cook. Just relax. Have a day. And and I always think about that because he's so aware and he's always wanting to just be kind. And I said, it's not a big deal. I'll put it in the crock pot. I'll, I'll do what I need to do. I can handle it. You know, I'm still working, still working from home. Uh, I can still do it. And And he was like, no, 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 I want you to relax. I want you to have a uh, a good day and don't worry about it. And, um, and here I am. I want, I'm worried about him. I want him to, to have his little stew that he's been asking all week long. So I think that there was a time where we, we really just focused on ourselves at the beginning. It was like, eh, I'm going to focus on what I want. Now I focus on him and he focuses on me and we make sure that we're taking care of, we're taking care of each other and not to forget who we are, or what we want, but, but I just love it. I, I, I love that. I love that. I'm not feeling like he's not paying attention to my needs and I, I do the same. Right. And that's, that's very important in my opinion to a uh, happy marriage or a peace and calm marriage. Um, the next uh, one is number six. We press reset. We press the reset button every morning. So we never, the cliche of not going to sleep angry, I think is so important that you make up before you fall asleep and even better the next morning. 
you start all over. And if you must um, just let go of whatever the fight was about, and if you need to bring it upon again and have that conversation again, you do it. But it's the staying angry. That's not good for any marriage. And I know of couples who've stayed angry for weeks, and that doesn't doesn't help. It doesn't make anything better. So just let things go, the things that you must go and the things that you need to bring back, bring them back, of course, but don't dwell so much on the bullshit. And I've learned to let go of, of certain things. But again, see, there are certain things that I realize that I've had to learn to let go. And I feel like he he still does, but they don't bother me anymore because I'm not nitpicking little things to fight about. And I think that I'm changing. He's doing his thing. And eventually, whenever he's ready, he'll let him go, whatever. But it doesn't bother me anymore. So again, who has the power? You. You. Only you have the power to change anything, right? We can't change anyone but you. And again, when you're in an abusive relationship, you can't change that. And just by changing, you know, sometimes you got to maintain a distance. You got to do those boundaries. You got to do whatever you need to do. But that's another conversation for another day. So the next uh, step seven or tip number seven, what makes my marriage successful or what I really appreciate in my marriage is um, I accept change. I realize that we're changing. We're getting older. We're getting wrinkler. We're getting white hair. We are becoming wiser. And that's a beautiful thing. We don't want to go back to who we were. We are enjoying each other's companies in a different way. And being able to accept change within marriage, within the marriage, is a beautiful thing. And I think a lot of marriages start to question why they're still at it because it seems um, like things have changed. Like there's no butterflies in the stomach. Like, oh my gosh, you know, all these different things. Well, that's love. Love is evolving and love is just different phases and being okay with that. I, I, I had this friend who talked about how she missed all that. I don't miss it. I don't miss it because there's something deeper in my marriage now that at the beginning, yeah, it was those butterflies in your stomach and you're just loving every, no, I, I love my peace and calm. I love that I, I, I have this trust and uh, trust and surrender kind of feeling in my relationship. I take care of him. He takes care of me. I take care of myself. He takes care of himself and we come together and it's a beautiful thing. So, there are my seven tips. There they go. Seven tips to a happy marriage. And I hope that you apply whatever feels right for you. But at the end of the day, remember, your relationships are a reflection of who you are. And if you work on yourself, you may be able to inspire someone else to work on themselves. Start with you. This love BS that people talk about is real. 
self-love start there and you will attract that beautiful soul that you need to attract into your life and that's when it happened for me so until next time believe that anything and everything is possible for you when you identify what you're thinking what you're saying what you're acting out what the way you show up in the world when you identify all that is it really connected to your dreams to who you want to become you change all that you really become and is it about becoming no it's about remembering who you are hasta la próxima my name is Nancy Salmeron See you next time with another Believe, Change, Become podcast.